This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. The division races in the Mountain West starting to take shape after an interesting Week 8 around the conference. Boise State dealt their first loss, but it was a non-conference to BYU. So the Broncos and Utah State share the Mountain Division lead both at 3-0, and with Air Force right there at 3-1, and Wyoming 2-1. and In the West Division, it's San Diego State in control at 3-1 and in league play, while Fresno State is 1-1 and thus far. Boise State dropping to number 22 in the AP poll, number 21 in the coaches poll. Most importantly there, Boise State now behind SMU, Cincinnati, and Appalachian State in the AP as the highest ranked group of five teams in the country. San Diego State at 6-1, the Aztecs receiving enough votes to have them at the 28th ranked team in the country in both polls. Utah State getting one vote in the coaches poll, but don't forget, Utah State won on the road at San Diego State back in week four. We won't get our first college football playoff rankings of 2019 for another two weeks. The bowl picture in the Mountain West has seen two teams already gain eligibility, Boise State already there, and San Diego State's road win over San Jose State means the Aztecs now bowl eligible for the 10th consecutive season. Air Force and Wyoming both one win away from bowl eligibility here in 2019. Coming up on this week's show, we check in with Utah State head coach Gary Anderson about his first season back in Logan. Plus, Air Force radio color analyst Jesse Kurtz tells us about that big Falcons win at Hawaii. It's the week nine edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Jeff Tetford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. 
Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 8 around the Mountain West, Fresno State gets their first conference win of the season last Friday night as Josh Hokett finds pay dirt three times for the Bulldogs in a 56-27 win over UNLV. Rivers comes in motion from the wing, the hand to Hokett, and he coasts in for six more. Untouched, Josh Hokett, the senior, has the touchdown. Paul Leffler from Learfield IMG College. Fresno State 3-3 three and three overall. Rebels still looking for the first Mountain West win. Sean Chambers has his most efficient passing game of the season, and Wyoming handles New Mexico at home. Wyatt Wieland into the game. He's on the left side. Now he'll come in motion. He'll fake it to him, and Chambers wants to throw. Throws the end zone wide open. This is caught. It's a touchdown, Cowboys. Josh Harshman with the catch and the score. Dave Walsh on the call from Learfield IMG College. Cowboys a 23-10 win. Chambers 9 of 15 through the air. Wyoming also runs for 259 yards to get to 5-2. and two. San Diego State off to a strong start in the West Division. Aztecs pile up 260 yards on the ground in beating San Jose State on the road. They're going to pitch out. Pull a guard, try to come to the near side. Nice job, breaking outside. Chase Jasmine, 40-35. He's in the clear far side. He's gone. He's gone. Five and touchdown. Aztecs. 50 yards, Chase Jasmine. Ted Leitner with the call for Extra Sports 1360, 27-17, the final. San Diego State is 6-1. Utah State comes out of their bye week and takes care of business at home against Nevada as Savon Scarver would get the Aggies started just right. Here comes your kickoff. Let's see if they let Savon Scarver return this one. Scarver will from the goal line to the 10, to the 15. Gets a hole, and here we go. They will not catch him. 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, All-American touchdown for the Aggies. Scott Gerrard from Learfield IMG College. Utah State improves to 4-3 with that 36-10 win. They've won 10 straight at home, and their head coach Gary Anderson joins us next segment. And finally, from Week 8, Air Force racks up 353 yards on the ground and forces two takeaways to beat Hawaii at Aloha Stadium. McDonald throws it short, intercepted, and then dropped. It's still in the air. No, it was not dropped. It was intercepted by Teal, knocked up in the air and taken by the Falcons down the right sideline and running with it is Grant Donaldson. Donaldson's going to go in or check it. Trey Bug. Trey Bug goes in for the touchdown. Jim Arthur from Learfield IMG College 56-26 the final. Air Force 3-1 in conference play. We're back with Utah State head coach Gary Anderson after these words from your local station. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Gary Anderson, head football coach, Utah State University. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Utah State unbeaten in conference play. The Aggies, a 36-10 win over Nevada on Saturday night in Logan. Now 4-2 this season, 3-0 in the Mountain West and tied atop the Mountain Division with Boise State. Big divisional showdown coming up this Saturday night on the road at Air Force. Joining us right now in his first season back as the head coach at Utah State, it's Gary Anderson. Coach, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, Coach. Let's start with Savon Scarver, fifth career kickoff return touchdown for the Aggies on Saturday night. That is a new school record at Utah State. He has the speed and the athleticism, but what else is in the toolbox of skills that Scarver has to make him one of the most dangerous return men in the country? Well, I think he has you know tremendous, tremendous vision. Um, 
and he has tremendous belief in those other 10 guys that are out there, and the other 10 guys that are out there have tremendous belief in him. So they take great pride in just, you know, uh, they can just get on a guy for just a short period of time, and they don't have to have this magnificent block. They just got to give the young man a crease. And so I think as a unit, that team is working very well together. And when they've given the opportunity, that uh, that has been the case. But he has tremendous natural ability. Um, he's fearless back there. He enjoys the moment, getting back there and having the opportunity to to return kicks when he's given the uh, given the chance. And you know, uh, God given ability with him is, is special. When <laughs> he gets back there and he hits those creases and rolls, and uh, but it's an you know it's an eleven man unit that's out there working hard to get it done, and they have great pride all of them to. Uh, do their job, and then great things happen for Savon and the rest of the team. Yeah, they've certainly done their job. Let's talk about your defense a little bit. Forced 10 three and outs against the Wolfpack, led by another strong game from your linebacker, David Woodward. What are the key traits that make Woodward the leader he is for your defense? Well, I think he's a constant worker. You know, every day is every day is kind of the same in a good way for Woody. He comes to work. He wants to learn. Um, he prepares in, in the off season. I think he's always willing to uh, look at new things and study his opponents. Um, and I think that his relationship with his position coach Justin Enna and our coordinator Justin Enna is uh, is very important to to Woody and in his continued development as he's come through and into this scheme and. Um, continue to grow and build. He's a great leader. Um, he's a captain for a reason. And, you know, I think our young kids are, are drawn to him through his work ethic, through his toughness, through his um, ability uh, on the field, yes, but off the field is just as important. So he's a he's a well-run young man. He has high expectations for himself. But, uh, you know, Woody is very consistent in a very positive way. He's a solid worker that uh, grinds every day and, and works to get better in the film room, gets works to get better in the weight room, and uh, off the field as far as what he does with our team and um, you know, academics, socially, is it's uh, a well-rounded young man. That uh, he's, he's a great kid to have on the team. I'll tell you that much. And he's a great player. Tremendous instincts. Offensively, ground game was strong. 244 yards rushing. Gerald Bright scored a couple touchdowns. Had that 67-yarder. Not quite as much production from the passing game. All in all, what was your assessment of the performance of your offense against Nevada? Well, you know, our offense had some big plays and some big strikes, which was good. A couple of those came in the fourth quarter when the game was a little bit unmanageable at that point. So what we'd like to be able to see is you know, that more of that early production. Um, we need our pass game as a whole, um, as a whole unit, to uh, improve. We had some drops that were huge drops that could have resulted in points or at least big plays and uh, didn't quite connect the dots as many times as we need to to be able to be successful as we continue forward. So, you know, we need improvement within the throw game. Um, and we need improvement within the offense early, and we got to get we got to stay on the field. You know, that's the other thing that's really going to be imperative for offense as we continue to grow. Is we need to, you know, we had we were 15 of our 17 drives, I believe, in that game were under two minutes. Uh, that puts a lot of stress on the defense, and that's okay if you're scoring points if you're doing that. But when you're, you know, three and out or four and out, um, five and out, we're playing fast-paced offense. That's uh, not where you want to live, especially against an opponent like we're playing this week. That that is not a recipe for success against their force academy that's a recipe for disaster such high expectations coming into the season for jordan love how have you evaluated his play so far this season you know jordan's played well uh jordan's done the things that we needed to do to win the conference games and uh we've had a couple three of our uh obviously non-conference games were able to play well in one and lose one got didn't play well at LSU and LSU is a tremendous team obviously and the credit goes to them in that game and then we did a nice job against Stony Brook and I think Jordan has 
has played well. Uh, he wants to definitely keep evolving the offense through the through the throw game, and the people around him need to give him the opportunity to be a great player. And uh, I think that they're going to work hard to continue to get that done. And that's all of them out there. That's you know Jordan's going to work hard at that. That's the offensive line. That's the tight ends. That's the wide receivers. The running backs. And if we can get that done, or a little bit, you know, our timing wasn't quite there on certain times. We had a chance to really, like I said, in the first of this last game against Nevada, do some special things early, and uh, we just did not connect the dots good enough. And if we're going to be a high-powered offense and you're going to play in the spread offense, it all starts with the quarterback, and it ends with the quarterback. He's the one that makes the running game go with the ability for him to be able to pull it. Um, I thought Jordan did pull it a few times in this game and get some good yardage with his legs, which loosened up the, the front seven of Nevada at times and got him a little bit uh, concerned about Jordan running the ball, and that's an important part of it. But uh, he's played well. He's our leader. And as Jordan Love goes, our offense will go. Your schedule in the first half of this season, it's been interesting, I'll call it. We knew you were in for a challenge going on the road to LSU a few weeks ago. What did you learn about your team coming off the bye, answering the bell the way they did against Nevada, and now going into a seven-week sprint to the finish here in conference play? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they've handled all those scenarios very well. Two byes, you know, in the, the awkwardly placed LSU game. That's a very difficult place to, to play anybody that's a, a team that, of that caliber, but uh, the schedule is what it is. The kids walked into that game. They played well. They played hard. I thought they handled it well. Um, you know, it didn't go our way, but they bounced right back. I don't think that they've forgotten that game. I think they learned from it, which we always ask them to do is move on. You have to move on, whether it's a win or whether it's a loss in the football season, but you can't forget the wins or you can't forget the losses. And They did a tremendous job in that LSU game of taking what they could learn from it and move on and uh, jump right back in and, and prepare themselves for Nevada. Um, and you watch the Nevada tape, they catch your eye very quickly, and they had a very good record walking in with some quality wins before we played them. So they answered that, and now they've got to do it again against, uh, you know, I've battled Air Force many, many times in my career. And this is as good as Air Force teams I've ever seen from how they execute as a team on all three phases, and, and their personnel is uh, very, very good. Yeah, the Falcons are rolling right now. How do you slow those guys down Saturday night? Great question. <laughs> great, great question. You know, you look at the – there's just there's, – there's not a weakness as you sit back and you study them, and, um, you know, and it seems like the next guy up for them is, is a very good player also, and that took place this last week at the quarterback position, and, you know, they've rolled a few guys through that, but this offense has the power. It has the ability to take the next guy up, and, hey, we're still going to be really good at what they do. Um, and, and they've been able to do that consistently. And I think just it's, there's good players throughout. There's good players at uh, the wide receiver position. The offensive line is solid and salty. And uh, quarterback play has been very good. And the wings are very fast. Fullbacks are very physical and explosive and, you know, like to, like, like to get down and dirty with you. So Air Force is, uh, you know, you, you've got to be able to be prepared for the whole gambit. They are going to do a great job of figuring you out. And you're not going to trick them if you walk in and say, hey, we have this great scheme that's just going to beat the option and we're going to trick Air Force and be smarter than they are, then that's not going to take place. You're going to have to be solid. You're going to have to be tough. You have to tackle well. You have to run to the ball. You have to understand they are going to make some plays. And you got to get back up and battle. Um, but you have to play all three phases to beat Air Force, especially an Air Force team like this. If you are very average on offense and um, you know solid or good on defense, it's going to be a long day. Um, and you got to throw your special teams in there also. So you got to you got to have some game changing plays on the special team side of the ball to help your defense out. Your defense has got to be able to get off the field on third downs, and your offense has got to stay on the field on third downs. If you do that, you have a shot. If you don't. 
you're not going to win the football game. Well, I know it's going to be fun for those of us that will be watching on Saturday night. Utah State at Air Force. Huge Mountain Division showdown. Gary Anderson, head coach of the Aggies, 4-2 and two so far this season and unbeaten in conference play. Coach, thank you so much. Congratulations on a strong start to the season. Great to have you back at Utah State and in the Mountain West Conference. Well, it's great to be back. Trust me. I appreciate it. And go Aggies. More on this Utah State Air Force matchup with Falcons radio color analyst Jesse Kurtz next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Air Force is rolling 99 points over the last two weeks and wins over Fresno State and Hawaii. The Falcons 5-2 and two overall, 3-1 and one in conference. They'll take on Gary Anderson in Utah State Saturday night at Falcon Stadium. Jesse Kurtz is the radio color analyst for Air Force football on Learfield IMG College. He's also the executive producer and host for the Mountain West Network. Jesse, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Nate, I'm great. I always appreciate the time to talk Falcon football and Mountain West sports. Huge victory on the road at Hawaii. Donald Hammond left early Saturday night. Mike Schmidt, the backup quarterback, came on, and the offense marched on with no problems. How did he do it? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, when when DJ went down, we all kind of had a uh, collective gasp up in the press box, said, ooh, this, this doesn't look good. And when Mike uh, Schmidt came in, immediately you could tell the kid had a command of the offense, that every one of those players believed in him, and it went off without a hitch. And I think that's credit to Mike's preparation over the last four years. Here's a guy that has been a, a locker room favorite for a long time because he just goes about his business, never his, his – uh, asked for anything that, that maybe he hadn't earned, but what he did earn was a shot to, uh, to play at Hawaii. And all that preparation and just the, the cliche, the backup quarterback or the backup to the backup, as the case may be with, with Mike Schmidt, you, you just prepare as though your time is coming, as your time is coming that week. And if it doesn't, then it's the next week. And he got his shots, and, boy, he was sensational. Three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, really had a receiving touchdown, too, that was called back because of a uh, a penalty. But the kid was sensational, and it was great to see, and his teammates loved it. The Milton Bug, 92-yard pick six in the fourth quarter. As a radio color analyst, Jesse, a big part of your job is breaking down plays for the listeners who cannot see the action. How did you describe that play? The ball hit off a Grant Teal five times, and then Trey Bug did the rest. 
I mean, I'll tell you what, at real time, it was really hard to call. And Jim Arthur and I were a little bit confused as to what happened because you're so far away from the – I mean, you couldn't have a play on a football field that was further away from the broadcast booth as it was in one of the far corners. And when the ball kind of popped up and, uh, and Trey had picked it up, we had thought that maybe – Grant Teal had just deflected it, and it went off the uh, off the carpet and up into Trey's hands. Well, he, of course, he goes the distance. Jimmy calls a touchdown, and we look up at the replay and say, oh, my goodness, that never hit the ground. And the cool thing about that play, Nate, is those guys are guys that Trey didn't play last week against Fresno State because of an injury. So he was back in the lineup, which was great. And Grant Teal had recently moved to the safety position from the spur linebacker position because Garrett Coppola was hurt and, you know, is going to miss some extended time. So those two guys teaming up on a play that, that took to the college football nation by storm over the weekend was really cool to see. All right, Jesse, Saturday night, Air Force gets Utah State at Falcon Stadium. Critical game in the Mountain Division race. The Falcons have beaten all three of their West Division opponents. They're not out of it, though. They're going to need some help after the loss in Boise last month. Do you still see a path for Air Force to get to the Mountain West Championship game? Well, it's going to be hard, obviously, with Boise State having the uh, the victory over Air Force in hand. But, you know, you could have a three-way tie, and then you go down to tiebreakers. And I guess the, the clearest path, I think, without really looking at it too deep, would be Boise State losing to somebody other than Utah State. You know, they still have Wyoming on the schedule, still have Colorado State on the schedule. So you're going to need some help, but you don't even get to that point without a win over Utah State. And here's a team that, that comes in with a, a guy that uh, at the start of the season was talked about as one of the top quarterbacks in the country. I still think Jordan Love is is going to be a great guy on Sundays. He's had his challenges this year, but you certainly don't want him to get 100% right against you. So the defense, the Air Force defense, certainly is going to have his hands full with a guy who can pretty much do everything under center. So this Air Force team, I told people coming into this season, I thought they would be good. I know you felt the same way, Jesse. Have they exceeded, met, or where have they been compared to your expectations coming into the season? Well, at this point, I would say exceeded to met. Um, you know, the, the loss at Navy was disappointing. There's no question about that. I don't think there's anyone in that locker room that would tell you otherwise. But the back-to-back wins over Fresno State and Hawaii, I think, really kind of ratcheted up on that scale. And here's why, Nate. I think this is some of the best coaching that I've seen at the Air Force Academy over the last couple of weeks. Because that season could have spiraled in a hurry after the loss to Navy. It was a disappointing game. Uh, for everybody involved, you, you come off of these these wins over um, Colorado and you beat San Jose State, who had just beaten Arkansas, and then you go to Navy and lose thirty four to twenty five, and you say, "Uh oh, could this go downhill in a hurry?" Because of what's on the horizon, the defending conference champions come to town the next week. Then you go to the islands. That's not easy. Utah State, a team that is uh, you've been a nationally ranked team in the last. 12 months coming to your house, an army, a 10-win team. I mean, that's a stretch where you say, how is this going to go? And those coaches, Troy Calhoun and his staff, I think have done an unbelievable job of getting those guys to let go of the Navy loss and focus on this gauntlet that they face in the middle of the season. So right now, with these two wins, 
I'll tell you what, this team is playing as well as I've seen an Air Force team play in a while. Air Force, Utah State, Saturday night, Falcon Stadium. Jesse Kurtz will be on the call along with Jim Arthur on Learfield IMG College. Jesse Kurtz, also watch him at the MW.com. Well done as always. Thanks, Jesse. Data, appreciate the time. We'll preview the entire Week 9 schedule next after these words from your local station. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Your Week 9 schedule in the Mountain West gets rolling early Saturday with non-conference action. San Jose State at Army at 9 a.m. Pacific time on CBS Sports Network. Spartans looking to get it turned around coming off back-to-back losses. Noon Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific. It's Nevada at Wyoming on AT&T Sportsnet and the Mountain West Network. Looks like Carson Strong will get the start at quarterback for the Wolfpack with Christian Salon as the backup. Hawaii has dropped two straight. Rainbow Warriors look to right the ship at New Mexico at 2 p.m. Mountain. That's 10 a.m. Hawaii time on Spectrum Sports and streaming on Facebook. The Lobos, the 12th ranked passing defense in the conference. They'll have their hands full with Cole McDonald and Hawaii. As for New Mexico, Tavaka Tuioti is expected to start at quarterback. ESPNU has Colorado State at Fresno State on that bright new turf at Bulldog Stadium. CSU coming off a bye. Fresno State's offense finally finding some rhythm after hanging 56 points on UNLV last week. Two games late night this week. Gary Anderson and Utah State on the road at Air Force in a huge Mountain Division showdown. Kickoff 815 Mountain on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. Falcons now the highest scoring team in the Mountain West at 37.4 points a game. And we'll close it out with San Diego State at UNLV 730 Pacific on CBS Sports Network. Rebels ground game will be tested against the Aztecs, the third best rushing defense in the nation. Boise State will remain unbeaten in conference this week as they are idle. And that will do it for the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.